what's up, y'all? You're listening to Real Talking. I'm your host, Trey Mayhew. This week, y'all know we're going to talk about the draft because it's a nice draft night. Um, also, the NBA playoffs are in full swing right now. We got teams getting knocked off. I mean, teams doing exactly what we thought they were doing. Some teams stepping up and doing things that are kind of surprising people. But uh, it's going to be a good show. Thank you for tuning in. I want to start it off with a, a hot topic that's going on right now. I mean, we know the East is locked up by the Cavaliers. I wouldn't say locked up, but I will say that they got the best chance, obviously, because of LeBron James. They have the best chance of reaching the finals. But right behind them, I, I believe, yeah, the, the Celtics got the number one seed in the East. But, I mean, like Isaiah Thomas said his, himself the other day, he's not in the right mindset emotionally or physically. And, I mean, we know he leads that team. So I feel like if your leader is not all the way there, then that, that's just going to play an entire effect on your – that's going to play an effect on your entire team. Um, I believe it has. I mean, they're up in the series, but I, I think it'll go seven, definitely, just because Rajon Rondo supposed to be coming back. And Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade, I mean, they they got those young they got those youngins balling for real. You can't deny it. But don't get me wrong, Boston's still there. But back to the Wizards, like I was saying, the Wizards. I don't know the Wizards. They they match up with the Cavs good. I mean, just looking on paper. I mean, then if you just look at their matchups throughout the season this year, uh, I'll start off with the first one. The Cavs won. No Bradley Bill for the Wizards. LeBron twenty seven ten and five, Kyrie twenty nine, and uh, they had I think they had two other people in double double figures, and they won one hundred five ninety four. John Wall had twenty eight three and two, and then Markeith Morris was the second behind him twenty. Like I said, no Bradley Bill. Next time one forty to one thirty five overtime win for the Cavs. LeBron with thirty two seventeen and seven. Kevin Love with a crazy night also. He had 39-3-12. I mean, Kevin Love doesn't do that every night for you. Uh, Tristan Thompson had 22-12. Another guy who doesn't not who doesn't do that for you. And Kyrie, uh, a quiet night, honestly, 23 and like one assist or one rebound, four assists, something like that. And then look what Bradley Bill did on the other side. 41-8-5. John Wall, 22-14. Or not Michael Porter. I'm sorry. I'm jumping, jumping a year above my time. Um, Otto Porter, 25-2-6. And, and, I mean, the last matchup, the Wiz took that one, 127-115. to 115. John Wall, 37-11-4. Bradley Bill, 27-4-6. LeBron, 24-8-11. Kyrie, 17-7. Uh, that's a normal night. Not, I mean, not for Kyrie, but uh, Kevin Love. And then Kyrie, 23-4-2. So, I mean, Kyrie had a little bit better game than what he had the last time, and Kevin Love didn't have as good a game as he had last time. Nowhere near as that. But <coughs> my my point is I just feel like a lot of people, just because they don't have somebody who will go get a bucket like LeBron James, you got to look at what Bradley Bill's doing. Like, I mean, the dude, will he'll have 17 one night and the next night have 30, 35, 40. 30 again. I mean, he can turn it on whenever he wants to. You can say undersized and all you want. But whenever you look at look at the Cavs roster and you look at the Warriors or not the Warriors, but the Wizards, I'm sorry. Not many people, I mean, in the, the backcourt for the Cavs can hold John Wall and Bradley Bill. 
I mean, Kyrie, but his defense is really not all that. Uh, you got Darren Williams. Darren Williams is not holding John Wall uh, or Bradley Bill. I don't think he could hold any. I mean, y- y'all know how I feel about Darren Williams. I don't. I don't think Darren Williams is a good pickup. Whatever he may be producing, whatever he's doing now, but my eyes, I don't. I think he's two thousand eight. Um, Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith have not really stepped up this playoffs. I mean, they who they guard. I mean, Lance Stevenson was. I mean, he had his way whenever he he wanted to, whenever he wasn't taking dumb shots. And obviously, Bradley Beal's a better player than Lance Stevenson. So um, we talked about the Cavs not playing defense in that first series. If they run into the Wiz and play defense like they did, yes, Paul George was going for his, and they still were coming up short. Say say the same situation happens in game one of a Wizards-Cavs series. I'll tell you right now. Put Bradley Bill and CJ Miles spot. He's not missing that shot. So right there, they're already down one zero. You, I don't know. You, you could disagree with me all you want, but I, I believe that. I, I mean, I will say because of LeBron James, the Cavs. I obviously I believe are going to the finals. But if anybody's right there behind them, John Wall and Bradley Bill. Me, John Wall. To me, John Wall is obviously, honestly, one of the best point guards, if not true point guard you can say Russell Westbrook and James Harden yeah they put up crazy stats this year but I mean if you put either one of them at the two guard they're gonna do the same thing I believe I mean obviously something's not working in Oklahoma City so why not try to go out there and get a a, a real point guard and move Russell Westbrook to the two I mean just try different things yeah he put up numbers and John Wall may not do exactly what he does but Who's the fastest person in the NBA with the ball? Who can change direction like no other with the ball? Who can shift the momentum like John Wall does with the ball? Nobody. Honestly, I mean, Kyrie's whips is up there, but John Wall right there behind him. I I definitely believe Kyrie has the best handles in the league, but do not sleep on John Wall because he is right there. I mean, he right there. But, I mean, we'll see, though. They they got to close it out against the Hawks. I mean, because Paul, Sil- Paul Millsap and Torian Prince and Dennis Schroeder last night, he had 29. I I believe that the Wiz will pull it out in, in, the, in the six. But, uh, I mean, you never know. They could be headed back to the nation's capital to play game seven, which I don't believe they'll lose on their home floor. They didn't really do much of that this year. I don't see it in them now. But... That Cavs-Wizards matchup, that will be one to watch out for, I'm telling you. Now let's go over to the West. Um, a team, man, right now that that I, I didn't even, I mean, hadn't even thought anything about this year, honestly, because they paid Mike Conley $153 million. Mike Conley's a good point guard and all, but $153 million? Come on. Dude wasn't even an all-star. But the youngins right now for – for the the Memphis Grizzlies, I, I believe in a couple of years, if Andrew Harrison and Wayne Seldon both stay there, that I mean they'll take over. And you got to look they they've been going after the, the Spurs. I don't care the Spurs could be up. The Spurs are supposed to be arguably the, the most talented team other than the Warriors in the league. And you got the Memphis Grizzlies over here playing with, I mean a, a 
old Zebo. I mean, Zebo's still getting buckets, but I mean, you can't argue that he is old. Marcus Saul and uh, Tony Allen's hurt. You playing with a 37, 38 year old Vince Carter, however old he is. And then, I mean, Mike Conley obviously going to do what he's going to do for you. I mean, he is averaging 27 points this series and um, almost eight assists. But, uh, I mean, another thing is you got to look. They're, tonight they're playing in Memphis. Memphis is also shooting them near 60% at home. I mean, why Kawhi Leonard shooting 48.8%? I mean, it's 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 going to be a good matchup, I think. I definitely don't think the Spurs, because it's a game seven, they'll come and just close it out because, uh, I mean, that's just not how Memphis get down. I mean, you got to look back a couple years ago. I think they actually took him out in the playoffs. And, I mean, think back even further than that. The war, I mean, the the Grizz were like a top three team in the West. You know, I mean, you look to see them every year contending to make it to the Western Conference Finals. But, I mean, like I said, with age, that's really something that's got them. But I definitely think it, it'll be a good game tonight. Um, then you got the Celtics and the Bulls. Like I said, I definitely believe that'll go seven. Just because Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade, I mean, Dwayne Wade, two, three-time champion, and he does this. He, he knows what he's doing. Um, then you you got the Clippers, man. It's Every year is something about the Clippers. And whenever it's around this time, if you follow the NBA, every year is something about the Clippers. Either somebody's getting hurt, Blake Griffin did something, this, that, and the other. And, I mean, I'm an Oklahoma fan, and I, I like Blake at OU. Don't get me wrong. But Blake's been in the league too long, too long to not have developed a true offensive game. Yeah, he will go get a bucket. But, I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of cats out there that will go get a bucket. Uh, people talking about who they believe should be, I mean, lifted from the Clippers and Doc Rivers at the GM. Yeah, I definitely think they should, one, make a decision – about Doc Rivers not being a GM anymore. And if you're getting rid of anybody, do not get rid of DeAndre Jordan. I mean, there, you can't – there's not – I mean, other than the two centers that are already on the same team in DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis, I don't think you're getting any – I mean, I don't think you're getting any production that way. The, I mean, the production that DeAndre Jordan brings you from anybody else. I mean, it may not get – 38 points and 15 rebounds and seven blocks how Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins do, but I guarantee he'll get 17 rebounds in the seven blocks. I mean, that's that's what he does and to lead the league in the sh- his shooting percentage and rebounding. I don't know if he led it in blocks this year, but I, I bet he did. I'll have to look that up. But uh, I don't know. It's, and for them to be playing the way they are against the Jazz, you can't knock the Jazz. Rodney Hood. Uh, Gordon Hayward, um, Derek Favors, all of them. It, it's it's real surprising. I will say that because I definitely thought this year, and I, I've I've said a lot of the years, the Clippers. I mean, I feel like could be the only team that could really contest with the the Warriors. I said that last year, and obviously I knew that was wrong. I don't know that the they the Clippers definitely got to make some moves, but I definitely don't think get rid of DeAndre Jordan will help anything. Nothing at all. And that's what I've been hearing a lot of people talk about. And I, I just hope, 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 hope they don't get rid of DeAndre Jordan. Back to the East. I forgot about the game tonight. Uh, can't forget about the Raptors. I mean, six got Jersey all day. Um, but uh, the, the you got to look at the Raptors and the Bucks. I mean, we all know it's going to be a good series. 
um, the height of the Bucks, I really thought would is what B would would get the uh, Raptors. And I mean, it has in two games, but I Demar Derozan, he to me he's got that Kobe instinct. He's I mean, it's, he'll wrap it up tonight, I believe. I mean, and they're 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 in Milwaukee, but I, I think I think they'll get it. Kyle Lowry's gonna step up. He knows he's got to make plays. Uh, it's just been kind of off since he came back that from that injury. But tonight, tonight will be the night they'll end it, and they'll end all the speculation of this and that and the other. And hopefully, they kind of make a statement and uh, kind of prove me wrong and kind of put themselves above the Wizards. Because right now, I, I got the Wiz Wiz kids over the Raptors. But uh, I look to see the Raptors close it out tonight. But what everybody has been waiting for, and let's get into the NFL draft. I mean, it's only right since tonight is the draft. I mean, we all know who who I mean, the Browns are projecting to take number one, Miles Garrett out of Texas A&M. Yeah, I mean, like they said, I, I listened to ESPN earlier, a couple different people saying it, and like them talking about other picks and Mitch Trubisky, the guy, or however you say his name, from UNC, this, that, and the other. If Miles Garrett is on the board for any team because he is the top person on every team's board. You do not pass up on him whatsoever. I don't care what upside you believe you got in that dude from North Carolina. You do not pass on Miles Garrett. There's no way in hell you pass on Miles Garrett. No matter if he begged and pleaded to go to the Cowboys, you do not pass on Miles Garrett. I mean, the dude's intelligent. He, I mean, good character. He, he's smart on the field. He makes plays, and he's just a beast. You can't pass on that. There's been just a lot, a lot of stuff going on with the draft this year. With the the talks of all, the, I mean, I shouldn't say troublemakers, but that's what they're being labeled as. The is it trouble or is it talent from some of the the guys who've been called into quite their characters been called into question, like the Jabril Peppers and uh, the Ruben Foster situation with the diluted drug test, or I mean whatever, and then you got the Joe Mixon situation. And, yes, I mean, these are situations that need to be handled because, these, I mean, these guys are going into a league where everything is watched, everything. I mean, they want to know who you're dating, where you're eating at night, I mean, what you're doing, no matter what. But I just – in the situation with that, the diluted drug test, I feel like a lot of people are still, I don't know, just kind of throwing dirt on these two guys' names because of – I mean, situations that both of them, they had reasons why. And I mean, both dealing with cramping issues and just being on planes. Like, it's it's not easy just to get up and go across the country, do a couple of workouts in front of somebody else, and then go back across the country and do some, I mean, yeah, I, I get the point that they had to hydrate. And I mean, I understand that it's a rule that that will come up as a diluted test. But I don't know. I just feel like the media, I mean, like always, it's just kind of putting in a, a making it a bigger issue than what it is. And then the Joe Mixon situation. Yes, I totally agree. Joe Mixon was in the wrong. I'm an Oklahoma football fan, and after I first heard about that, I was like, man, I don't even know like how I feel about him. You know, what I'm saying representing Oklahoma football, and then the fact that they let him come back. Like, man, I know this is gonna come back to bite us in the butt. But I mean, you got to look at the kid. That that happened. Three almost three years ago now. I mean, we're approaching the summer of what it would be three years. One, he got kicked off the team. You say he could he used it as a redshirt. They technically a redshirt year or whatever. No, it's not a redshirt year. I mean, 
it, the dude went through counseling and he's apologized numerous times. Like I said, yes, it was wrong. It, there's no right about the situation at all. But in his situation, it's not like he just out of his way went and blatantly knocked this girl out. It, it, I mean, you got to look at the facts of the situation. And I feel like that's what a lot of people aren't doing because, I mean, he's a black male and it was a Caucasian female that the situation happened with. Uh, it's 2017. Yes, he he should have realized that I'm at Oklahoma University now. I'm in a spotlight that not many people at all get to be in. I mean, think about on, on the scale from all the people on this earth to the people who get to play college football and then go on to leagues after that. Yes, he, he should have thought about that in that sense. But at the same time, he was young. He admitted he was young. We've all made stupid mistakes. Ain't nobody, nobody at all perfect. And I'm not saying a stupid mistake is at the same level of this because that was a serious issue. But it's also a serious issue for coming from his side to her also. I mean, I mean like her side because it's not like he was the only one that did something. Yes, he did leave the scene or whatever. He suffered consequences for this. There should not be two years after the incident. I mean, we've seen what he did on, on film. Go watch his film. The dude was college football's Le'Veon Bell. And if you disagree with me, we can argue about it all day. Look at the tape. The dude did everything. Everything. There's no arguing that he was the college football Le'Veon Bell. No argue. Because, I mean, if you're watching Oklahoma play, guarantee you were going to see Joe Mixon show out. And Samaji Piran. I definitely believe that situation, though. Well, I mean, tonight we'll see how I hurt Joe Mixon. And that right there, I mean, it just it should be a, a learning point for him. Now, obviously, I believe it was a learning point for him. But it should be a learning point for also other young athletes out there of all races. Do not put your situation, put yourself in a situation where you know it could possibly end what you have going. Like I said, being at the University of Oklahoma, being at any university, especially Power 5 in football or basketball, you know you are going to be in the spotlight. Do not put yourself in any situation. I listened to Donovan McNabb earlier whenever he was on first take. He he just talked about how whenever he was in the league, he he played the game. Yeah, people knocked him and coming i mean me being an african-american and being around the african-american community a lot of people called him uncle tom i mean because he wasn't out there i mean he what he wasn't just doing what i mean you see a lot just a lot of athletes doing i mean it's not saying anything's bad or anything's good he just he he played the game he was never in trouble for anything with time this this joe mixon situation all of their situations i they they'll grow with I mean with age just experience maturity all that and I just feel like Joe Mixon people some people just haven't gave him the chance to really grow in their eyes after that situation and I, it just sucks man because the dude is talented hands down the dude is talented yeah he's better than Christian McCaffrey and we see where Christian McCaffrey's talked about going top fifteen come on. But we'll see. Hey, um, if he's at, I mean, Dallas Cowboys don't need him, but 
well, we could always use somebody. But, uh, you know, the Cowboys, we got the 28th pick. I believe we definitely need to get a defensive lineman. Taco Charlton from um, Michigan. That, I mean, that's who's on, that's who on my list. I haven't really thought about anybody else yet. But Taco Charlton, I believe, is who we want. I mean, it's who we need. Hopefully this year's draft will turn out for us like last year's draft did. I definitely think we need to pick up major defensive players, though. Um, bring in a wide receiver. I mean, I don't really think we we need a running back or anything, but major focus, defensive backs and D-line. And I'll be happy, Jerry Jones. Just do that for me. Do that. Today I'm going in the message with uh, just a little – a little something for for my my listeners. Booger McFarland today, uh, he came out. I mean, he was on ESPN and he was just talking and he, which I said he said something which I didn't know. Seventy percent of the NFL is black. A lot of people probably didn't know that. I mean, I figured the percentage was pretty high, but it, I mean that is that's crazy. And he said today, like, I mean, with the situations that have been going on, just because it's become becoming so more I don't know if it's because the media or what but college football players basketball players young men and he was getting at African American men young African American men who are in situations a lot I mean not a lot but more so now than back in the day are throwing away opportunities to for I mean for dumb stuff like and he just said it's sad to see Sad to see that happening, and it is. Like, I mean, you see all these guys out here. I mean, first thing they do is take care of their mother. And that's obviously the first thing I would do. First thing a lot of people would do. But he, I mean, he he was he was speaking real stuff today because he he said it's sad. It is becoming more of a thing to see a guy, I mean, lose a scholarship or get kicked out of or suspended from the league for this or I mean, get kicked out any. Any situation, it's just more common than what it was back in the day. And, man, my message just to my listeners, I mean, this is for any race, but I'm, I'm going at my people, African-Americans. I mean, we we got to step up and, I don't know, it just we need leaders. And I, that's what I've been trying to do. I, I try to lead examples from my little brothers, and I want them to get on the right path. And I, I just want people... I want everybody to succeed, no matter what race you are, no matter what color. But I know how it is for a young African-American because, like I said, I'm a 21-year-old, about to be 22-year-old African-American, and I'm about to graduate from college. And that's something that, I mean, a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do. And that, I mean, come from where I come from. That's why I don't want to stop here with myself or my little brother. I, I want this message to be pushed out there. And, I mean, no matter where you come from, no matter I mean, no matter who your parents are, you got there's somebody you may not think there's somebody out there wanting you to succeed, but I promise you there's somebody wanting you wanting you to succeed, and I want you no matter who you are, you always believe that. Don't ever let nobody tell you you can't do anything. Don't ever let nobody tell you you can't be successful. I mean, hell, I I personally didn't think I would be in the seat I'm in now. We're just coming from. The situations that I've been in in my life, I mean, just from school situations to family situations, I honestly did not think college was the route for me. Uh, and uh, there's not a, 
wrong route not going to college because I know plenty of people who've not went to college and are successful. But me personally, I mean, it got instilled in me that you you go to college. That, that's the best. That's the best decision for you. And look, look at me four years later, about to graduate. Man, like I said, I, I don't want this message to stop here. I want this to keep keep getting pushed out there and keep getting pushed out there and I just want people to I want people to know that there's always somebody watching you and if you don't believe it hit me up I I want you to be successful we can be successful together I promise you thanks for listening I'll catch y'all later <laughs>